The Everyman Podcast. Every man. Every day. Every way. That was kind of like my Batman voice, but not really. It, it was like that. it was like it was kind of lame. It was no, pretty I, good. No, I don't know. I think I liked it. It could be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you just got to work on it. Chicks dig it. Chicks dig it. Chicks dig it. Daryl Campbell, what's happening, bro? <laughs> what's up, man? Sitting up here working my bag off at NFL films like I normally do, man. That's the right. everyman way. It, right. No matter where we are, it is it is everyman time. Yeah. Be, just, I mean, it's with us. It's it's, it's 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 who we are. It's who. It's who we aspire to be. It's that mm-hmm. every man shit. And we're holding it down every day. Every Absolutely. damn day. Uh, so mm-hmm. what's going on? You're, you're, you're crushing hard knocks still, I assume? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's, I was here. I was here till like a little after one last night. Quick turnaround back here again around seven. So didn't really get too much sleep once I got back home. And then um, now I'm here uh, crushing it again. Another Another night. For all those who don't know, man. There is a small team of producers here that put on some good content for you for Hard Knocks. So, and we turned around that shit in less than a week, bro. So all the last chance use of the world and all those other great storied, you know, television drama-esque sports documentary type shows who have four and five and six months to bring you some content. Think about it. We do that shit in less than a week. That's why we keep getting Emmys, baby. That's right, stacking Emmys. Stacking. And, you know, when you're watching Hard Knocks this year and you're seeing Chucky go around doing his thing like a madman and you're seeing former Steeler, formerly known as Mr. Big Chest, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, doing doing whatever it is that he does now, just think, this isn't HBO's glory. Sure, they're involved. It's on their platform. But Daryl Campbell has been in the trenches delivering this sweet, sweet goods to you. So you just remember, when you guys are enjoying that, think of Daryl. Think of me, man. Think of me and all of my bros and sos here at NFL Films. Put it together for you. That's right. That's what we're doing. It's a a thankless job, but, you know, I can only thank you as much as I can possibly imagine thanking you. That's it. That's all I can offer you, dude. That's all I need, man. That's all I can offer you. So we've been having some fun here at the Everyman Podcast. We've been we've been taking taking control uh, of our of our Everyman journey and uh, really pushing into some new uh, new avenues of things that we're going to be covering, things that we're going to be talking about, people we're going to be talking about, people we're going to be talking with, places we're going to go. Now I'm just dropping random, you know sentences here at that point but basically what i'm trying to say is we've got something so cool coming yeah and i can't really announce it yet um but uh perhaps next week daryl perhaps perhaps we can perhaps we can bring them into our superlative layer and shed some light on them. Perhaps. 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 We'll see. We'll see what happens. But we've got a really exciting uh, thing coming up here in the world of sports that we're excited about. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But before then, um, we've we just had a great podcast with uh, Blake Richardson and Dusty Waring of Between the Barry to Me, which was uh, which was awesome. And I know. Big team, bam. I know a lot of uh, a lot of new first time listeners uh, checked out the show and are, are still here for the ride and uh, welcome and thank you for checking us out and as always um, if you're enjoying the show you can subscribe to us and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform of choice we're on 
Apple Podcast. We're on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and soon we will be getting a ham radio license. Nice, dude. That's right. I've applied for a ham radio license, and I will be broadcasting the Everyman Podcast reruns, taped reruns from a cassette player over the ham radio overnight. Yeah. I will not be disclosing what channel the radio is on, so you will have to find it. We'll be able to do smoke signals soon, and then you could see us that way. You will you will see our podcast and know what we said. It'll be great. We're gonna get a fleet of beach planes. That's it. With those little we, towing messages, and we're gonna hundred hire thousands of them to yeah. to to display the transcript from our most recent podcast. That's how we're gonna. That that's how we're gonna we'll reach the beach. That's how that's we it. reach the beach. Yeah. I'm uh, not kidding. That's all happening, guys. So it's gonna happen. So real. if you if you if you if you're enjoying the <laughs> you podcast, look out for it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta look out for the for the smoke signals. Keep an eye to the sky because that is where Daryl and I fly. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. I love it. That's it. That's all there is to it. So this week on the show, we have um, a, a really uh, awesome guest. He is the um, winner of the WWE 2K19 Million Dollar Challenge. He is Stefan T. Benson, and he is the man. He won. Uh, a competition, a national competition uh, that the WWE put on for their 2K19 video game last year and beat a whole handful of uh, professional gamers and yeah. then uh, beat WWE superstar AJ Styles, former WWE champion. He's one of their most uh, prestigious top talents there. Mopped the floor with him, Mopped. left with a million dollars. And, uh, you it's know, a bank robbery. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, bank it was pretty much a giveaway, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got the eye of the tiger. He's a true competitor. He's a true gentleman. And uh, we had a great time talking with him. And I think, Daryl, we should kick it to the Golden Voice. As we should. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a true everyman and a one-of-a-kind, an absolute entertainer in all regards. He is the WWE 2K19 Million Dollar Challenge winner. He is the golden voice, the one and only Mr. Stefan T. Benson. Wow, I have never received an introduction that awesome before, so thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, gentlemen. Hey, it, it is a pleasure. I, I don't know if you can tell, I'm pumped up, I'm fired up. The Everyman. Oh, yeah. See the shirt, I man. Like, like ice, but like twice as nice and too cold to hold. That's right, baby. <laughs> a little bit of Macho Man. Rest in peace, Macho Man. I'm rocking the purple Macho Man shirt sure. today. Uh, as is tradition, I like to try and wear my Macho Man shirt or my Dragon shirt, depending on what kind of energy I need. Yeah. Today, the I was clearly nice. going to need to channel the great one, Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, so, like I said, uh, Stefan, so you won the WWE 2K19 Million Dollar Challenge. What got into your head when you saw that uh, promo go out that was calling out to fans? Because obviously I'm a huge wrestling fan, huge WWE fan. Nothing slips by me. So when I saw that, I remember seeing that all the way back when the game came out. You know, I'm a huge. June 18th last year. Yep, I'm a huge gamer. Uh, You know, I all the games. So what did you think when you first saw that commercial pop out? I'm gonna win. That was your first thought. (laughs) I'm gonna enter and I'm gonna win. Period. Like, no no disrespect to anybody else that entered in the tournament or that hoped to be in the tournament. I don't care how good anybody was. Even if it weren't the other three people that were in that tournament and it was somebody else, I, it was physically impossible for me to lose that tournament. Even though it's on a game, it's, my body just would not let me lose 
My senses were on point to an extent they've never been before, and I would do anything within the rules and confines of that tournament to win, and I did just that. And I smashed three other people in that tournament, and, um, well, here I am today, your winner. Man, I'll tell you, I was just watching the the video on the Up Up Down Down YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to uh, our boy Austin Creed there, and uh, mm. you know, watching it back again because, man, like I said, you know, I don't miss anything in the world of pro wrestling. And I was watching that live when it happened, and I remember thinking, like, man, I love the Miz. First of all, he's one of my favorite WWE superstars. But I see you dripping and clipping in gold, bro. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I like this guy. I could see when you walked out, man. The other guys were just there for, and you know, I'm sure respect to them. They're they're probably great. They're all great competitors. Um, but you looked like you were ready to win from the get, and uh, you had the eye of the tiger, my friend. And uh, I, I, what was that like? Like, what's what's going into your head when you're um, getting ready to go out there like that? Okay, so let's just backtrack a little bit. Let's start June um, of last. I believe it was like June 18th, give or take, last year that they made the announcement. I might be a little bit wrong on the date, but once they announced it, I was just like, I, you know, aside from I'm going to win, I've got to get into this tournament. It was a fact of being picked. It's not. Is it a fact? Can I win? Absolutely. Am I going to get picked? Is a whole other thing. So I had to make sure that I cut a promo better than anybody else that was submitting videos, and I'm sure they went through hundreds of thousands of videos. Um, I received a lot of hate for obviously winning. I mean, like, who wouldn't? It, it, even if it weren't me, it would be somebody else getting hated on. Sure, right. A lot of people thought that I work for WWE. Yeah, I have my stuff on YouTube and everything. I don't work for WWE. I hope to one day. Um, literally everything that you see on YouTube, be it me at Access or in a parking lot, it's literally me walking up to a wrestler or one of their performances and, and just asking, can I introduce you? Can I interview you? Simple as that. I do no specific channels I go through. I have a... As, pe as some people put, a very unorthodox way of doing what I do. So just to kind of clear that up, I don't work for WWE people. Get it out of your thick skulls. I won. My promo was better than yours. I'm better than you in the game. Have several seats. But with that being said, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, not that you necessarily asked that. I just wanted to clear that up now that I had the chance. Uh, but I say that with the utmost respect of to, course. to an extent. Because the, um, the Everyman podcast is nothing <laughs> but positive and uh, competitive. Yeah. Um, but as far as once I got the um, once I got the email, I was in the middle. Uh, not in the middle. I was about the at the end of a movie seeing Shazam. Nice. And, um, <laughs> there it is. I'm looking at my phone. I just turned my phone on. This is like the last two or three minutes, so I know the credits were about to come on. And it just says email Gmail from WW2K. You've been selected potentially as one of the potential uh, semifinalists in the Million Dollar Challenge. And I'm just like, I am losing my. I'm trying not to lose my shit in the theater. And I did. Now, Absolutely lost it. Could not help myself. Um, let me ask you something there. So now I've, I've been the recipient of some of these kind of life-changing emails myself. Did you also experience that thing where you read it and then you, you go, wait a minute, and then you read it again, and then you almost can't really put the letters together, and then you're like, oh, that's, it has, that's what it says? Uh, yes. And it, the moment I Glad got it's it, not I just see me. something to my friend, it yep. said, uh, of course, there's a NDA, um, a, a disclosure agreement. I'm just like, oh. I said, now I can't say anything for like two or three weeks until, you know, <laughs> whenever they announced it. And they announced, I think, like, what, a week before or or uh, maybe two weeks before, give or take? Yeah. And um, so I'm having everybody's asking me, did you get picked? And I'm like, I don't know. Knowing damn well I got chosen. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't know. And it, it just sucked to for the people that knew me well. They're like, you're lying. You got in that tournament. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not get picked for that. Um, for that thing then, that you talk of. 
Yes, I know not what you talk of. What is this witchcraft <laughs> you speak of? So finally they made the announcement and my inbox was flooded with messages. You know, I was like, I knew you got picked. You, you're such a BS, you're such a bullshitter. I'm like, nah, I'm just, you know what an NDA is? I, I was I was under that. I can't say anything. It's like when you go to rules. test the game, yeah. you can't say anything. And um, and I'm very much a company guy in that respect. You tell me, you tell me not to say anything, I'm not going to say anything. And I'm damn sure not going to screw up my chance at a million dollars. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, but to ultimately answer the question that you asked in the first place, which was, how did it feel? Um, as corny as it may say, magical is the best way I can put it because I've always wanted to be in that limelight of WWE and for to be chosen for this tournament and to walk out with The Miz in the semifinals and find out, let alone that he was my coach, I'm like, this is great because, you know, I had those other introductions of The Miz back in the day and I was just like, wait, The Miz, the actual most must-see superstar in WWE history, Miz. And they were like, yeah, he's going to be your coach. And um, because I wasn't allowed to troll per the rules of the tournament, he did all the trolling for me. What a nice guy <laughs> yeah, he is. And Thank you again, Miz. Yeah, I mean, who better to get uh, than one of the greatest bad guys uh, in the game at the time? Uh, yeah. You know, we talk about this theme here on the podcast, you know, the Cosmic Canoe, and everybody knows what it is. And it's it's this idea that Daryl and I are on this shared journey together. And, you know, every time we put the put that paddle in the water we're bringing up some more magic with us that's pushing us further onto this journey and you know when you say things like you know you you had experiences with with the Miz as as a fan you know like you're, you're going up to him and I'm sure he he treated you well because I've only ever heard uh you know good things about people that interact with him and it just goes to show you that you know it's important to treat people well no matter where you are when you are because you never know how you're going to come back around and uh, I mean, that's a perfect example of something like that, that cosmic canoe and, and everybody being on that shared journey. And sometimes this, this place can feel like a, it's big and overwhelming, but we're really all in this together. And if you kind of look around, there's there's connections to your your fellow man and your fellow woman all all around us all the time. And, uh, you know, that's we'll get to how you and I met at, at an NXT show. But um, moving back a little bit, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Um for as long as I was able to walk. <laughs> my dad had me in front. I may not know what I watched, what I was watching when I was born, but my dad had pictures. Of my dad had me in front of the TV watching wrestling while he was. I'm just sitting there like a stupid little baby not knowing anything. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, deep down we all know that we love wrestling. Even if you say you don't watch it, you love it. You watch The Rock and Stone Cold. People know that. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, you know, since I was at least, in terms of when I knew what it was, four or five years old, I knew I was a little Hulkamaniac, so all I knew Hulk Hogan, I knew that. So, um, now Daryl, were you a young Hulkamaniac? I was a young Hulkamaniac and Ultimate Warrior maniac. Were you more of a warrior guy? I'd, I'd have to say so. I really? mean, it's just something about him coming across that ring and just cascading his body from side to side and just reverberating each. Like it's, it <laughs> was, was madness, man. Yeah, rest in peace, Warrior. Man. He was he was awesome. Oh, yeah. And I think everybody, you know, when you start to talk to people, because, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Professional wrestling right now is definitely having a moment. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with digital media, things like this, podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, Twitch, all that stuff. And it's helping people get kind of the things more that they want to, what they want to see. They're not really stuck in this broadcast TV idea anymore. When you were growing up, could you have imagined that you were going to be on WWE 
television at some point? Like, is that something you, you thought of, you envisioned that you, you kind of visualized growing up? Um, yeah, it, it's something that I always wanted to do and wanted to be a part of. So I knew one day just, you know, just a matter of time, you know, I have to work hard, pay my dues, continue to pay my dues because you're never done doing that no matter what profession you're in. Um, always a student of the game. And um, this is uh, this is just the beginning. I'm nowhere near done. Just because I won this tournament does not mean I'm not pursuing WWE still because I am. And one day you will see the Golden Voice in the middle of a WWE ring announcing at NXT TakeOver and then Raw and SmackDown one day and WrestleMania and so on and so forth. I believe it, brother. Absolutely I believe like it. That. I like that, man. Did, did you, so were you always, were you pursuing a career like in competitive gaming? Like, is that something you're into overall? Were you always doing game competitions or is that more of a hobby and that wrestling is really what you were trying to get into? So that's how you saw an, like a kind of a, a platform to get in? Like how, how does, where's the balance um, there with the gaming and all that? I'm, I'm a hardcore gamer in general. As far as competitive gamer, I'm very competitive. Do I compete like in tournaments in general? I have only competed in a few. But when they announced this, because I've always said, I wish they would do a tournament for WWE games. That would be so much fun. You know, something with pretty high stakes. And then they announced this, and I was like, it's about time. Like, they've done <laughs> many tournaments before. Right. Win a trip to WrestleMania. And I tried to enter in those tournaments. Didn't get picked, unfortunately. 2K did it. Um, and THQ did it. So... Um, it's just kind of like the luck of the draw and you know if your video made it in time and, and uh, was good enough and in my case I uh, submitted it a little bit too late which is why I didn't unfortunately get any other tournaments um, you know because they'll send you a message or, or a response email um, saying that yeah, I'm sorry they thank you for your entry entry but it was a little bit too late so um, and now I'm going to get more into this competitive gaming I know everybody was talking about the Fortnite player winning three million dollars and I'm like that's great for him but I was the first of 2019 to win a million or more dollars um, in a tournament with all due respect to other gamers and other type and other genres of game. I'm not hating on that, but WWE games did it first. We're the forefront of e-games, of e-sports, so um, give us some uh, recognition, won't you? And, and Tony Pizza Guy, thank you for the shout out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys definitely were were uh, were on the cutting edge. I mean, I remember watching that thing like that's an awful lot of money to uh, win a game competition. Maybe I got to get myself involved here. <laughs> paper, paper. <laughs> Let me stop. Get a little bit of that everyman uh, mojo behind us here. After the selection process, you know you're in. You know that you can tell your friends. Everybody's hearing about it. What was it like? getting ready for it like did you spend a lot of time practicing the game did you spend a lot of time working on like promo material if you had the opportunity like where was your mindset when you were getting ready to do this um okay so once i got the email i'd already started practicing even before i got the uh, email promos what i could say what what seemed to go well what didn't i would ask different people in the wrestling world um, what sounds good, uh, what could I implement in my promo better? Because I'm, I'm a ring announcer for pro wrestling, so I'm not just a gamer. I ring announce, I'm a referee, uh, do voiceovers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was just practicing the promo to make sure it was good enough to be picked because skill means nothing if you're not picked. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I play the game every single week. I still play it. I, WWE is my favorite game to play, always has been. I played plenty of other games, but that was just in particular my main focus from once they announced of June of last year until now. And um, yeah, I practiced every single day. Like I made it a point at that point to not miss a single day of practice. I practiced at least eight or nine hours out of every day, whether I lost or whether I won. And I played online, not just against people offline because 
that's how you really test your skill against people who potentially cheat or try to glitch you and you use a regular star and hope to win um just you know by your wit and your skill and i can say about 95 percent of my matches i won and the other five percent that i lost because you know there are people that cheat their asses off online i mean let's be real it's video games yeah, there's not a competition that goes by without cheating. I mean, in the Fortnite competition, they just had a couple guys that got kicked out of that for, for using mm -hmm. some exploits. Um, Daryl, wh what kind of you know comparison can you draw to getting ready for, for a game with that? Because it sounds like you're both like you know getting ready for an NFL football game. You know, you're you're doing those mental well, reps I mean, and the physical reps. The the thing is 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 it's just like Stefan alluded to. I mean, once you once you start to make inten intentionality an actionable item, right? Then you have to prepare like it's your job. And for Stefan, it was his job to get to his destiny, which was to win that $1 million. And I think from the beginning of this podcast, he talked about, hey, as soon as I got the call, as soon as I was chosen, I knew I was going to win. And when you have a mentality and a mindset like that, and then you make everything actionable and you're practicing eight-plus hours a day, I mean – Think about it. Like, who who else is doing that? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what, just kind of like when they talk about, you know, NFL athletes, like the 1%, right, and the 1% of the 1%. Those guys, once they're, in, once they're in that area, once they're in that arena, I mean, that's their job. They do it all day, every day until they win. It's just, just how it goes. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the everyman way. Yeah. If I could have come out to the Rocky theme for the semifinals or the finals, that would have been great. But, you know, we all don't get what we want in life. <laughs> especially especially holding it down from Philly here. Uh, that Man, would have been. I had to represent. You yeah. know, they mm -hmm. had champions come, come, champions came back in the, in the form of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018. And I came in 2019 as a champion. You know, representing as only Philadelphians can do. That's right. Hey, man. Winning it, that's a hard thing, man. You know what I'm saying? When you do, hey, that goes down in history, baby. You know what I'm saying? True. So you got to be proud of that. Can't nobody take it from you. So. And they won't be doing another tournament. I checked. I made hey, sure. I go. said, will there ever be another million-dollar tournament? They said there won't be. They don't plan on doing anything like this. This was like a promotion for that specific game. And I'm like, so I'm the best there is. There was. Ever that there ever was, will, ever be. will be. I can use that moniker just this you once. That's and it, I'm dude. I'm the new million-dollar man of the WWE. <laughs> Hey, brother, Jay, it's like it's like uh, it's like that Highlander video I send you. Yes. There can be only one, man. That's right. There can be <laughs> only one. Every only man. one. That's North right. Lasting forever champion. And, People hate that. Well, you know what, man? I, I think the thing about. Um, you know that kind of that kind of stuff you're talking about from from people. You know a lot of it's just projection and and uh, people are wish they could be in that position. So take take it in stride and keep your chin up, my brother. And uh, you know you got you walked away uh, with a huge prize. You walked away having this amazing experience. Most importantly, you got a custom title belt. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, that's actually how I spotted you. So a couple months ago, uh, I had the opportunity to enjoy a fantastic show at the Fillmore down in Philadelphia. It was the NXT show and, uh, NXT, if you're not familiar is, uh, is a brand of WWE professional wrestling sports entertainment rather. And it is, uh, more geared towards like young adults. It's like kind of has a little bit more of an edge to it, a little bit more, um, sports feel, you could say. There's a lot of former UFC fighters, a lot of former football players in there. So it has a different look and a different feel. So I'm walking around enjoying the time, having a great time with my girlfriend, and I see a commotion as I'm heading back to our ringside seats there, which were super sick. And, uh, you know, everybody's stopping to take pictures, and I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, who is it? 
who could it be? Hmm. Must be Burt Reynolds or something. And I look nice. over and I see my man over here decked out, clipping and dripping in gold with the title gold. belt, snapping photos with everybody. And I was like, oh, my God, babe, look, it's the million dollar man. So we went up, introduced myself. I said, hey, buddy, we got to we got to connect. I'm really a big fan of yours. And uh, that the rest is history. And here we are. So uh, it's great to have you on the show. What, what did you think of that show, man? Did you have a good time? Oh, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. Um, and, you know, front row seats, I think our front or second row, but regardless, they were, it was a very, very great show. Yeah, it was great. Now I know, I know you're at a lot of, uh, you work at independent, uh, promotions. What are some of the, uh, promotions that you're involved in where as a ring announcer? Um, so I've, uh, I've announced for Monster Factory Pro Wrestling. A lot of people, you know, know what that is. Danny Gage just recently served as a guest, uh, coach at the performance center. Um, uh, I'm not there anymore, but I, you know, um, that's where I started. And, um, also, uh, ACPW, I'm doing, you know, I'm going to be doing some work with them in the near future. Uh, Tyreno is, uh, one of their backers there and the general manager. So, um, you know, their next event is on the 21st, um, Keystone Championship Wrestling, KCW. Um, I've done work with a KCW show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've done um, work with uh, FTW, Fight the World Wrestling, and Pro Wrestling Syndicate as a manager for the then Nigerian Nightmares. Um, uh, the Aaron Nigerian Nightmares. Nice. Um, I used to. I, I, that's that's how I started out actually managing them, and I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, I want to ring announce. I don't want to manage. And then I thought about it as I started to grow up and mature in the wrestling world. I was like, oh, this is good. I get more screen time this way. And I get to also introduce them coming to the ring. Unfortunately, my mentor that started me, Aaron, uh, passed away some, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so it was my brother, my teacher, my mentor. And uh, I wish he could be here to see this, but um, this is all him. Everything that happened recently, I feel that that was, that was him just putting those pieces in place. There you go. But, um, but that's what I started, basically. And um, I, I'm, I'm, an, you know, I'm a free agent, so I work you know, whenever and wherever, uh, for whomever I want, as, as long as the um, event's uh, in a good place. And, um, they, you know, it seems like it's going to be a, a well-set-up show. Yeah, that's the important thing. I know from, from uh, you know, my experience in the music world, uh, there's a lot of people out there that, that try to half-ass put things together, and it can mm. it can be risky, dangerous, or just downright disappointing. So it's always good to, to keep an eye on that kind of thing. Definitely. Back to the, uh, to the event here. Um, what can you tell us about what happened between the time that you had that last competition against those other competitors, the other guys you competed against, and then AJ Styles? So I know you left the ring. Your, your voice was kind of hoarse. You seemed like you weren't feeling that well. Now, I was watching it with, with my girlfriend just beforehand, and she, she was saying, oh, man, he looks like he might, might be sick there. And I said, yeah, maybe, you know, he could be sick, or maybe maybe he's just realized, like, oh, shit, I just, I just made it to the finals, and... He's a super fan, and he's, I mean, I can't imagine having all that stuff going on in your head. Um, so what was going on there? Were you, were you feeling good? Were you overwhelmed? What was that like? Um, I lost my voice. It's as plain and simple as I can put it. I was so extremely hyped that I won. If if you were there, like, in the, I don't know if you were at Access or not, but I screamed so loudly at that particular point that I knew I punched my ticket to AJ Styles. I was like, yeah! And then my voice just went out, and I was like, Shit. Oh, no. I'm about to be on live television on the WWE Network on pay-per-view, and my voice goes out. So I'm drinking hot tea and cocoa as much as I can (laughs) in between a few. It was like a couple-hour difference, few-hour difference, or give or take, and um, probably not even that long. I'm probably over-exaggerating, but it was a a long enough time that my voice had enough time to kind of repair itself for me to at least cut the promo that I did. Um, I would have preferred it to be 100% as as it is now, but... 
you know, I mean, you never know how you're going to act. I mean, winning a, a million dollars, if not more, I think anybody probably more than likely anybody would have lose, lost their voice um, yelling. Although that has never happened to me before. I've lost my voice over a period of time from yelling all day, but from one particular yell, it was unbelievable. I was so mad at myself. Maybe, and you, then, found, of course, huh? maybe you found your max volume, dude. I probably did. The golden voice <laughs> went to the silver at that point. There you go. There it is. Um, but Miz, you know, Miz had a field day with it, which was great. And um, he, uh, you know, basically filled in for me on the interviews as best he could. Um, you know, and I, I managed to muster up enough of a voice to cut a promo, even though it was a bit of a horse promo. But um, I was at the, at the point I knew I was going to face AJ. I was I wasn't nervous. I was just excited. So my heart was beating. I was just like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready for this to happen. I know Brooklyn's going to try to eat me alive. That's AJ's ring. That's his stage. That's the superstar stage. I'm just a guest, and I appreciate the opportunity. I've been there, and for WWE allowing to sh uh, me to share that space. Um, but when you invite the Golden Voice, you're going to get none other than gold. You're going to get golden television when I'm on there, and that's exactly what I felt I delivered um, and left that crowd speechless and shut the entire crowd of Brooklyn, New York up at the Barclays Center when they thought AJ was going to beat me with one reversal. I was just like, oh, God, he reversed. Whatever shall I do? And immediately <laughs> turned the match right back around. It wasn't even a few seconds, and the crowd shut up. And I said, yep, you're quiet. Keep quiet. Now, when that's you know you were absolutely entertaining like i said i mean you you had a whole different level you know with everybody that you were going against there and what how much of that final match was that was that a to was that as was that a hundred percent on both ends was was aj really giving it to you you feel or do you think so, he let you win a little bit as much as you can say uh no i can, I can fully elaborate on this so the issue was AJ's an Xbox guy like myself. I prefer Xbox. They had the semifinals and the finals on PS4, which you would figure since he's this cover superstar, they put it on Xbox. Um, I have met people that, why they are great on Xbox for WWE, they suck on PlayStation. Why is beyond me. I'm great on either system. Same with, you know, even on PC. A controller is a controller. As long as it looks generally the same and everything works the same, I'm good. Um... AJ is a fantastic gamer in a lot of games, even the classic wrestling games, but it's very well known, uh, publicly known, um, that he is not particularly good at the current wrestling games. He's okay at them. He's not the best. I mean, I've seen him on Up, Up, Down, Down playing WWE. He's lost before. Um, he was practicing on uh, this app called Caffeine with Xavier Woods um, just a few days before the tournament, and you figured, I understand he's busy and you know, going from event to event, that he would just tra have trained a little bit more as best he could, uh, granted whatever his time uh, constraints were for this tournament, and he got pinned by the computer. And I was just like, yeah, you're not throwing me off like that. Even if he did suck that much, you know, I don't know for sure, um, but I, I definitely, as AJ, if I were in his place, I would have practiced as best I could. Even if I got my ass whipped, I would have at least been good enough to reverse, but I... I didn't give him any time to breathe. I don't give people time to breathe. When I play them in wrestling, I'm on top of you constantly. I'm stomping you out. I'm throwing you around the ring. I'm ragdolling you. And as soon as he messed up and pressed the taunt button, the D-pad, as you saw, I attacked him straight away in the corner. I was like, that's... I, I had the opening since the beginning of the match. There was no... There was no comparison as far as level and skill in that WWE 2K19 game or any, for any future game with me and AJ. All due respect to you, Mr. Styles. Um, 
WWE is my world as far as the video game world, and the physical world is yours, and I will give you that through and through. But you will never, and I mean never, be on my level in WWE games. I am the only diamond in that business. And whether you love it or you hate it, you will always tune in to see it because I am what I say I am, and it is always the damn best in WWE games. And don't you forget it. And you want your rematch? You can get it. I'll trash bag you again. The golden voice. You heard it Mike there. Mic drop right there. Mic so drop. Mic drop. I don't know that right. there's anything else you can add to that, you my brother. That was perfect. Really. Now, so and to wrap it up here, man, you can say that nobody came up to you and said, hey, you're going to win. That was a real competition. You earned it. You won it. It's legit as it can get. Um, that's the real deal. Yes, 100%. Everything was, was legit from the semifinals to the finals. Um, and like I said, um, AJ hates PlayStation. And <laughs> I, I don't blame him because I used to be that way with WWE games. I used to only want to play it on Xbox. But when I realized, per the rules, it could be on either system, I had to buy a PlayStation and practice on both. You know, other than that, um, I, do, I still feel that even if I didn't practice on PlayStation, the tournament would have gone uh, relatively the same. Um, but... It, it is what it is. I mean, um, but everything was legit, and I can't say that enough. It was legit. I don't work for WWE people, so stop saying that I do. <laughs> Get over yourselves. But when I do, you're going to hate even more, and you're going <laughs> to want my autograph because that's how fans generally work. They'll hate you one minute, and then as soon as they see you're working for a company, can I have your autograph? I've seen it so many times. It's like Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Enough said right there. So, in closing here, last question: What's next for the Golden Voice? Get to WWE, be their next breakout ring announcer. Um, I'll be, um, as far as I know, I'll be the first gay black ring announcer in WWE. Um, so that'll be great to be able to represent for the LGBTQ uh, Q community and um, let them know it's possible. And let everybody know in general, not just that community, you can achieve your dreams. I'm doing it. I'm not done. Stay dedicated. There are going to be times you're going to want to quit. There's plenty of times that I've said I want to quit because I'm not in WWE. I felt passed up. I'm not saying that to hate on them. There's other people that were in line before me, and I just didn't quite understand that or accept that. Um, fight for your dreams. Work hard. You will achieve them. Don't take no for an answer. Take it as a just not right now, and you continue mm -hmm. to work towards that goal. Um, and I take a quick second. Thank you to WWE and WWE 2K Games, all the great staff and the performers at um, each of those respective companies. You have made uh, a young man's dream come true, and um, I'll forever be grateful, and um, I'm just getting started. That's awesome, man. Well, thank nice. you so much. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's been Thank a pleasure you, having you on. You know, we're absolutely going to be keeping an eye on you going forward because for sure. I know that you're going to end up in the WWE without a doubt. So with that being said, Stefan, we bid you adieu. Have a good night, my Thank friend. Thank you so much. You guys as Thank well. You.